0: You are listening to The Universal Mindset, and I'm your host, Michael Jinks, dedicated to opening up your mind, heart, and soul. I'll talk to you about the mistakes I've made, the lessons I've learned, and ultimately the happiness I've found by surrendering control to the universe and following my universal calling. Welcome back to the show. Today is a special episode. I have one of my favorite people uh, with me today, Letty Crosby. Thanks for Hello. joining me. Thank
1: you for having <laughs> me. I'm so excited. <laughs> me
0: too. We uh, Letty was actually my uh, part of my very first podcast ever. It was <laughs> me, Letty, and Cody, and it mm-hmm. was two and a half hours. Never actually uh, pushed it live. I, I wonder never if made I should...
1: it anywhere. Yeah, I never made it. It was an amazing topic. <laughs> it was. Uh,
0: but, you know, it was kind of, uh, you know, I... I, Letty had become a person for me that just triggered, trigger flowed me so much, like triggered my conversation, triggered my thought. And, um, so it's kind of funny that it took so long to, for us to do this, but here we are. It doesn't, here doesn't matter what it took. It doesn't. And the, the conversation is something that we've uh, talked about for a long time. And, uh, it's what we're going to call the sexual filter, which is mm-hmm. essentially what's preventing us from. Uh, what what we believe is kind of prevent, preventing us from you know deeply connecting with mm-hmm. other people because of this uh, sexual lens, sexual cloud mm-hmm. that kind of uh, uh, hangs over us. So I uh, you know you brought it up. I think it was our, a breakfast we had shortly after Burning Man, one of the first breakfasts mm-hmm. we went to, and and we were over at the Pancake House, and you talked about this sexual filter as as you know this this lens, this kind of cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just go into it as you you know as yeah. you feel.
1: Well, for me, my story of how I came to this realization was being a single female after being married and dating in a world of other single people Mm -hmm. and recognizing the difference in connection with them. I kept thinking, why is it so different when you're connecting with these people when you're married and you're socializing and you're um, interacting? It just didn't seem like there was this tension or this... uh, I, this just I, this something that sits in the air that just doesn't feel good to be around. yeah. and so I started noticing, as I've been single that it it happens in different ways, but between females and males, you know, you you'll you start feeling like you're either the object of someone's unwanted desire. <laughs> and so you start adjusting how you mm. interact with someone because you're starting to protect yourself or you find yourself being pushed away from someone because, um, you can feel there, you know, maybe they don't want to give you you the impression that there is this interest there. Mm. So that's kind of where it started for me. And as I've learned to connect more over the five years of being single, I've started to feel that more and more in all different, um, realms of connection, even with people that are married, people that just in general, Noticing that when we interact and we exchange, I feel that a lot of times we walk into it and it's like we're right away we're assessing if we want to fuck someone. Sure. Sorry, can I, is that okay <laughs> you, to you say that out can, here? Yeah, okay.
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry for sorry
1: for the our our rated word, um, but we're that even within connections with people that are married, we're always viewing potent Not all we're not always, but potentially we sure. view people with this, how attracted am I to you? Yeah. Or, and, and maybe sometimes the attraction isn't always physical, but, you know, maybe yeah. it's like, what is the offering there?
0: Well, I think, uh, you know, it, being being married and, you know, us being poly, it, mm-hmm. it has kind of opened up that, uh, you know, we, we are able to connect sexually with other people. And so that, that lens kind of still continues to carry over for us. So it's been even unique for us to learn to just simply connect with other people in general without that lens. Right? And, right. and that, that sexual lens even did kind of cloud us for a long time. And, and we even did look at other connections with other people as, as, you know, possible sexual encounters at some point. And yet, you know, we we are essentially preventing ourselves from having some really special connections mm-hmm. with people because of this filter, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, th- I think I, I look at the filter, uh, you know, in two ways, a, I think male to male relationships have always seemed like a close male relationship has always seemed strange, you know, and Mm -hmm. I've been lucky that since I was young, like I always had really great male friends. We always felt very comfortable around each other. could always have more than surface level talks. Uh, We, you know, grew up uh, Mormon. I don't know if that helped us be more uh, emotional with each other, but, you know, there were plenty of times when I was young that, you know, I cried with my my mm-hmm. other guy friends and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, which which seems strange. And it's kind of like that's a stigma that I feel like men are still fighting a little bit in some way. It's changing. But then on the flip side of that, like even female to female, I think a lot of people have almost looked at those as like catty type relationships, right? And it's hard to develop close female to female bonds as well. Like you always have to put up your guard against against another female or something, mm-hmm. you know? But then where I, I feel like that sexual filter truly is is hindering people is like an ability for me and you to connect, right? Where right. we can, you know, because we were willing to look past this sexual filter, you and I can deeply connect uh, on a level that doesn't require sex and we can still connect in that same way that, you know, kind of have these deep emotional ties with each other. And, you know, wow, like, you know, the opportunities missed my kind of like our whole life right. because... You know, maybe we were looking at it the wrong way. we We approached it in that kind of physical way that you're talking about. and how is the other person taking it? Are they seeing that, hey, if this person wants to be close to me, does that mean they want to fuck me right? right. Does that mean they want to get physical? And if we can just remove that entirely at the beginning, and sure, like I, you know I think sex is an amazing vehicle to express connection. But I think this world, I think, you know so much of Of culturally, we look at sex as the vehicle of expressing connection, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's simply a vehicle for expressing connection. It doesn't have to be the vehicle for connection, you know.
1: Right. I think so often people, especially in the singles world, will go to the physical connection right away and then feel robbed in the end when they think, oh, this person is different than what I thought initially or... That's not what they presented up front, but it's you're almost hijacking the connection by going <laughs> to that yeah. to that physical realm right, right away because it sets a false sense of bonding or connection. Um, I had the thought that um, you know what if what if we were to look at a house and from the outside we said, "Ooh, I'm not interested," but when we opened the door and we went inside, we found it was this comfortable place with all these mm. offerings of. Um, calm and peace and cleanliness, but because of the you know external offering, we didn't walk through the door? Or what if it, because the door is so beautiful, the external offering so obvious on the outside, mm. when we walk in, once we walk in, we're like, ooh, this house is really dirty inside and it smells and there's nowhere <laughs> to sit. <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of you know, using that analogy, but sometimes people are a little that way. You know, we, we make these judgments, but we're making the judgment based on programming on our DNA, on our genetics, telling us that you should go procreate instead of, I think if we could shift and have the awareness that I'm looking to connect, just get to know people, not to make babies with them or, um, play house with them necessarily, but to truly deeply connect and um, the vulnerability is the key piece there. You know, when I think when we have that lens on, we hide who we are sometimes because we're hoping to get some Mm. result in with that person. If we hide things about us, when I believe that truly we all want to be seen that's our deep down desire is to, have someone be able to go to I call it your ugly place and still love us anyway mm-hmm. because nobody is perfect and yeah. nobody um is past the you know the ugly parts of being human but it's when someone can be vulnerable and open and connected and not even in a way where it's there it's sexual at all but just in a way where I it's human to human. I can connect with you I can tell you my 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 hopes, my dreams, my desires, my deepest wounds and still feel accepted and still feel seen and still feel valued. That's powerful. That, that, that is an amazing feeling. And that's, uh, to me, that's the depth of, that's the truest depth of human connection.
0: Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of friends that seem very frustrated with kind of the dating world Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I, my common advice is like, just focus on connection instead and don't like, mm-hmm. n- not even opposite sex connection. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, yeah. um, I mean, especially, you know, this Tinder world type world, right. Where it's, mm-hmm. you know, I even have a friend who's recently single and it was like, you know, you went on a Tinder date almost immediately and it was just kind of back into that same, that same type of world, you know? And, and, and I was, I, I told him, I was like, focus on, on connection, but not even just with other females, just fill your, fill your cup up with, uh, with connection with other people, mm-hmm. and you know, I think that th- this kind of ties into self love in a way, mm-hmm. is where we, you know, we've tra- almost trained ourselves to get so much gratification, so much love by other people's love for us,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as opposed to
1: the like.
0: Our, yeah, exactly, the <laughs> self, and and yet. That that's even more magnified when you talk about that opposite sex, right? Yeah. And so I think that's that is why we we strive for that physical connection because that's almost proof. That's almost like proof of, of acceptance of ourselves or something. Right. You know that oh we are good enough for someone else. You know where where in reality what you're talking about that true vulnerability, truly opening up yourself to not only you know opposite sex connection but same sex connection and just growing you know, growing deep, loving connections with these other people, having the support system around you of people who truly care about you, who you are, care about, you know, they, they love you despite your weaknesses. They love you Mm -hmm. despite your failings, despite uh, your mistakes, because they know the type of person you are. Right. And that goes far beyond the physical connection. And, you know, for us, I mean, I've, I've really found that, you know, our best physical connections have come from the time where we didn't, they weren't kind of that first option, right? Like they, they happened naturally. They happened in flow. They happened, uh, because of this established emotional connection that we had created as opposed to having, you know, lead with that. I mean, I've had other times where I've had magnificent failures of, you know, leading with that, that sex step and it just doesn't turn out, you know, the way you kind of expect.
1: Right. I almost think of it as, and I'm sure it's not always this way, but it's the dessert that you, you're this really sugary dessert that you get. We all want to hop to it you immediately. You go into it and you're like, oh, well, that's too rich or it's too much. You know, it's like, we're just not ready for it. We're yeah. not, you know, it's like going to that before you even have the meal or, yeah. you know, and the meal is truly connection. I think that's the nourishment that we, that's oh, the, the I dig soul, it. I the like soul it. offering. Is, I love your
0: metaphor here. Yeah, right. it's, <laughs> it's to
1: be something that feeds our soul and it's funny. Recently, I was with someone who said something to me about being eye candy, and I said, "I don't want to be eye candy. I want to be soul food."
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> Damn, deep. That's
1: right Can in we, line with that. Is I yeah. think that we ha- we all have that potential to have that offering. Maybe we're all at different levels of of depth and um, experience in our lives, but we all have something to offer. And I, when we're when we lead with, you know, oh, I'm. You know, I'm, I'm enticed, and do I do I want you in this sexual way? We might miss out on the best meal we have would have ever had, yeah. Because we're judging it in the com- a completely wrong way.
0: There's, uh, you know, the more I've I've learned about energy, and the more I've really understood it too, and seen it is, it is really noticeable when someone uh, is like leading with sex, right, or uh-huh. like leading with that mm-hmm. that sexual front. Mm-hmm. And while they may, you know, end up having some success at some point and while they may connect with someone else who is also leading with sex or, you know, have, have those opportunities, like that energy is so noticeable.
1: Mm-hmm. And like
0: I've even had a few friends that I've talked about with them. I was just like, man, I feel like you're kind of leading – with this a little too much and it's coming off in a weird way, you know. Well it's it feels like,
1: like someone's thirsty when they act like <laughs> yeah, that, right? It's yeah. like they're like they've been in the desert and they haven't had a drink. And it's <laughs> like so yes, you metaphors. want to give them a good you want to give them a drink, but you're like, But damn, I know you're thirsty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. You're killing it with the metaphors today. <laughs>
1: I'm not trying to either, but visuals just come to my mind yeah, and I'm yeah. like, that's how it feels, you that's know.
0: So funny. Yeah. So I guess like what, you know, what things can we do to, I don't know, like what, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing? Right. You know, like what's like, what are the
1: solutions? Yeah, exactly. Like what,
0: what, you know, what's helping us to,
1: I think awareness is the first thing just mm. to be having the conversations about these things, because that's not our culture. We're not grown in that way. We're grown to look for someone we're attracted to and then just to carry on. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, Go, oh, I'm attracted to that person. I feel drawn to that person. Okay, now let's date. Okay, now let's fuck. Okay, now let's get married. Okay, yeah. now let's, you know, we're we're just, we're progressively visually following through with our desires. And not, I'm not saying everyone is that way, but I, I do see that a lot in the dating world. And I remember maybe thinking and feeling that way as I was younger and, you know, experiencing the males or men, maybe with complete unawareness, but, um, so I would say awareness is key mm-hmm. and just going into situations, thinking regardless of what this person's status, who they are, everyone has something to offer. Yeah. Everyone, everyone we meet has something to teach us. Yep. And just to take them the, that time to just get to know someone without having, thinking what do they this person I have to offer me where's this going yep. but just to make the connection is such a beautiful way to engage with people and inter, uh, interact with someone yep. i so so many beautiful moments in my <laughs> life because i've engaged that way with people
0: i think there's i am not sure the exact statement i believe it was uh, at cartole what he says like we look at another person as we are mm-hmm. and so you know if we are the ones who are who are putting out that sexual vibe mm-hmm. right it's like that's how we are expecting other people are kind of going to be putting that out as well or like it's right. like that's the energy we're picking up in return you know and so this is where you talk about awareness is you know if we are aware of aware of what we're doing aware of our energy aware of how we're projecting and where we are coming into a situation as you know I just want to connect like I want right. to connect first I want to right. I want to you know see this first I mean like there this is not a, this is not a hit on sex. This is not a hit on, on this physical, you know, this amazing connective ability, this amazing vehicle for displaying connection, but more, you know, just a method of, of, you know, getting, like you said, the soul food first, right? Like getting the food before the dessert, you know, it's like understanding like, wow, what, what really fills you up or really makes you content. I mean, you know, like while sex is great, I mean, it's not like the fulfilling part of a relationship, you know, the fulfilling part, uh, there's so much, so much more depth to that than just you know the the vehicle of sex, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I totally agree. Um, I was listening, so I I lost my thought. We were talking about that earlier about <laughs> communication and yeah. how you know. Oh yeah. How when <laughs> it's better to just listen when we're communicating. I'm trying to practice that. Um, I feel like. Um. um Take over for a second, and I'll jump in. <laughs> I lost my, my train of thought. My necklace, my necklace just broke too. It's like totally
0: <gasps> distracted me. I'm what? just sitting here and I have my hand on it, and all of a sudden, it just broke. The rock is just sitting on my chest, and I'm like, wait a minute, no, Whoa, this is terrible.
1: What, is, what does so, that mean?
0: So now we're distracted. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> we're both distracted. <laughs> I'm distracted. You're I distracted. I
1: couldn't take over. <laughs> you couldn't take over. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to take put a hit on sex. I think, oh wow, I mean, that's that's the nectar of life. Oh to sure, me. it's great. I mean, you know. Yeah. It sits at the it's the pinnacle. It sits at the top of the pyramid, but I think we experience it at the bottom of the pyramid because we go in it. More metaphors, yeah. And it could be it could be so much more meaningful. Um, In the uh, yogi world, um, there's a lot of talk around tantric sex, and people I think always go, you know, they think of Sting, and there's all these you know um, ideas around him being this really sexual being, which is beautiful, but the offering in that even is that, um, tantric sex has, has everything to do with connection, true mm. connection. It has to do with communication. It has to do with touch. It has to do with, um, looking in someone's eyes. It has to do with truly checking into the moment and being present and it lasts for hours. Yeah. And, You know, I think those sorts of connections require us to build a foundation Mm. to get there. We can't have those, that true depth of feeling, the orgasmic bliss, without creating those foundations of true connection. That if we're just entering these doors shallow in a shallow way, just for the hit, because we're following just a fleeting feeling, we're, I think we'll always feel ripped off.
0: Yeah. It's funny. While you're talking, I, I remembered, I had a friend tell me, he's like, you're one of the most sexual people I know. And I'm like, that's really? funny. Like, I, I don't, because I don't look at myself that way. Yeah. Um, but he's like, oh, you can go and, and you know, when we're like at our parties or different stuff, he's like, you can just go and hold a girl for so long. I'm like, well, it's because it's not about sex. Right. right. It's like, it's about connecting. Like, right. I, I can go hug somebody and I can stand behind somebody and, and hug somebody for, 20 30 seconds and for him if he did that he would feel that he's being like overly sexual to do that like it would right. be, and that's where it's almost like that projection of ourselves right it's right. like we, we see in others what what we are and then and where you know I I don't necessarily I'm not leading with that I'm leading with connection and to others it can look like oh wow like here's this person this very sexual person when in reality, you know, I'm, I'm hugging, I'm connecting on that deeper level. And he, you know, he did bring up a point where he's like, he said, well, you have to admit that like, you know, in some way there is sex in some way. And I'm like, well, sure. In some way. I mean, I do think sex is always like there as, as a point, you know, like it, it could always be there as a possibility. I mean, I'm certainly never going to cross boundaries, never going to cross lines, especially with other people, and their spouses and different things like that. But you know, it's like I can I can still connect and hug a person and really connect on a deep level with someone and not not ever feel that sex has to be an ending for it. You know, not not ever feel like it has to be a destination.
1: Well, I just had this thought come to me. What everyone's definition of sex might be different too. True. Because is it sexual for you just to touch somebody's arm? For some people it would be. Yeah. Growing up in an LDS culture, if you kiss someone or touch their boob that was way sexual you would have to go talk to your bishop or Mm -hmm. you'd talk to someone about that where um someone else might be i mean it could be full penetration it should i mean everyone's definition of what is sexual is different yeah we it's not all the same i mean sure we could look at photos we could there could be some common perceptions about sex but (coughs) they're they're that could vary big time So it was was
0: funny after i think it was get freaky no it was after the millennium concert we were hanging out at jason's and laney's house uh-huh. and, and uh just enjoying and uh my friend's uh wife and them were there and her brother had happened to come over i think to the after party as well and i went up I and just like i remember uh-huh. i think i she was sitting on the love sack or something i went up uh-huh. behind her and i just like snuggled her for maybe like oh, 10 or 15 seconds. and they are
1: in her back with yeah, your arms. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and the brother was like, what is happening here? You know, he's just like, because he sees the husband, you know, right. and it's like, what, he's like, what's wait, going on? Her? Yeah, and it's like, it's like, what? Like, and she's like, it's fine. Like, it's, right. we're just friends, you know? And, right. And, but it was just so funny that, you know, something that simple, which for us now has become very commonplace. Right. Like, uh, you know, when, when we, you know, have parties and different stuff, like we just, we connect, we touch, we hug, we love, you know, I mean. They, there's nothing greater than our cuddle puddles, you know, I mean, right. just like hanging out, watching some music videos, just like, you know, loving and snuggling. And it's right. like, man, I, I leave those weekends when we do though when we have those nights, like I leave so fulfilled. I mean, like so fulfilled, I, right. I think compared to what I would have thought in the past when it was like, oh, a good weekend is, you know, finding a girl that Shannon and I can be with or something. You right. know, it's like, and yet it's, man, it's like, I, there's just so much fulfillment in this you know, connection and, and base level physical connection, you know, the hugging, the cuddling, the right. the connecting, is just so different, you know, and then, and then if opportunities are there, if boundaries aren't crossed, if other things aren't there and, and situations lead to sex, then fantastic, you know, and, and like you said, at that point, you've built this kind of triangle of, mm-hmm. of you've built that base, you've built that. And, and now you are experiencing maybe that pinnacle, right? The top of this, yeah. this top expression of love, but you, you didn't just hop there. You didn't kind of come in the wrong door. You know, it's like you build this foundation right. of, of connection, love and trust and, and, you know, exhibit it now in that behavior, you know?
1: Right. You know? Yeah. No, I, you've mentioned the quote a couple times, but it's, I think we, we see the world as we are not as it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, something yeah. on those lines. Yep. Right. Um, but yeah, I, Touch is so powerful and it I especially for males to experience it and especially from other males, just think you know, jumping on what you're talking about, the cuddle puddle and you experiencing touch and connection with other people, how we're so void of that in our um, our culture, we because we view everything with this sexual filter, yeah. we don't allow ourselves to truly just touch somebody and just massage their arm and let them feel like, oh, I care about you yeah. in this non-sexual, non-threatening way it's that is so powerful yeah. can you imagine if we lived in a world where that was just commonplace and we were we allowed each other to just <laughs> be in a space yeah. and be able to exchange and yeah. we we didn't have put up these walls and have all these you know fears around touch and connection when you were talking it made me think about I'm sure there's still some cultures that are like this, but in the past tribes and how, um, you know, polygamy was more commonplace there. And sometimes you would not have known who was the father of a baby yeah. and the whole community would raise the child and nurture them. And, um, may, it, it made me think of that within that realm of, you know, touch and connection yeah. and just how it takes it. It's not one person necessarily that, Will always feed fill our needs, and especially if that you can take that sexual lens off and go, I'm just connecting with this person. Who are they? What can they teach me? What what can we learn from each other? And male, female, male to male, whatever the combination is, that yep. we all ha- have that offering. Yep. And if we could remove that filter, it would allow us to connect in a deeper way, where we could feel more of our needs being met yeah. and then the connections that the sexual connections that we choose to um, participate in, in our marriages, our relationships, or even none of those things would probably feel so we'd be more thoughtful about yeah. those and, and, would maybe fill us up more. That would be more like the mill. We wouldn't be so thirsty.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> He's like, our only, our only way to have physical touch <laughs> yeah. kind of in this world is in some kind of sexual way, right? right? It's like, to have that physical touch with somebody else normally, it's like, oh, that's, that's kind of weird, you know? Right. And it's funny. I even noticed the other day, uh, when my friend was over, like, w- you know, when we're in kind of our party hangout group environment, you know, it's, we're all connecting, loving, hugging, holding hands. And then you know, uh, she had come over and we were just talking, sitting out on the couch. And I was like, I just reached over and like grabbed her leg. And it felt so different in that environment when it was just the two of us, you know? It was right. like, and when we're not in this, in, in this kind of like group party environment. Where I everyone was like, has
1: the understanding. Yeah, like but I was like, why yeah. is that
0: weird? Like, you yeah. know, it's just like, I'm, I, I just, I'm, adding this extra layer of connecting with her you right. know it's like it's not a sexual touch it's just like hey i'm you know we're right. we're having a deep conversation and you know kind of like i just want to connect with you more like put my hand right. on your knee and and hold your hand and it's like let's you know let's connect that way too you know it's like that right. it's it's really i love the kind of that non-sexual physical touch that yeah. like, we have at our parties. Like I, I just, feel like it's I saying, I'm
1: it. here with you. Exactly. When you're touching someone and that the intention is just to connect, it's yeah. saying, I'm here with you. I'm not somewhere else. You know, sometimes you can be in a space with someone there. It could be eyes wandering everywhere else. When you're touching someone, even when mm. you're caressing or massaging, it's like you're saying, I am here with you. I'm not anywhere else. Yeah. It's almost like the physical manifesti- manifestation of being present with mm, someone. Yeah.
0: You're good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I need to pull out some of these quotes, <laughs> <laughs> pop, pop them on Instagram, on, uh, on
1: okay, you know, okay. build out my little just gifts make sure and to meet me up. In yeah, it, okay? I will. Yeah, I will. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> these are awesome. Yeah, Um, it's funny. I've really learned that I love uh, playing with hair, and that's yeah. that's guy and girl alike. I just uh-huh. really enjoy like uh, giving like head massages and uh-huh. head scratches and stuff like that. That's that's kind of become like my method of of, you know, kind of like non-sexual physical touch. And right. then I, I, we have other friends. Uh, you, I mean, you're a massage therapist, so like you, I love when you grab my arms or something and yeah, exactly. you start rubbing my <laughs> forearms or something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. Yeah. And then we have other friends who, uh, like a friend, Scott, that really always works on people's necks. And he's uh-huh. like, he really enjoys just like digging in and, and helping release stuff in your neck. And then other people that, you know, there's this, I, I didn't realize it until... Someone showed it to me, but that spot right above your elbow, uh, like that, that, what is that? I guess your lower bicep, tricep, uh-huh, that massage right area right there. there wow, uh-huh. it is so tight. Uh-huh. And I was just sitting there one day and it was like, you know, just laying in these things and they start digging into that part. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it, it feels, it feels so incredible good. to release that yes. area, right? It's just uh-huh. like, you know, it's releasing tension. Like you said, it's its its creating presence. Uh, mm-hmm. You you are existing in that moment mm-hmm. with that person and you're right, Like it, 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 even more ways to connect because there aren't, like you said, Like I like that term, lingering eyes. It's just you're not somewhere else, right? You're not on right. your phone. Right. You're fully focused and connected there and in that present moment with those other people.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. And that, I think that's one of our the human needs is to feel seen and to, to connect in a way we feel seen sometimes by just connection, yeah. t- just touch, just yep. the simple act of touch.
0: Yep, and I, I, again, I think it's so easy for... You know, we've we've learned and we've kind of been trained that, you know, physical touch by other people that we're not married to is or, sexual or with, yeah, is sexual or somehow yeah. threatening. Right. When in reality it's like, you know, that's that's just connection. That's that's just love. It's like, you know, I mean, if <laughs> if I'm worried about a person touching Shannon, like I, I am not confident in our relationship right. together, right? And that's right. more a projection of my insecurity of that relationship right. as opposed to the, the reality of it, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, if I know, if I'm confident in my connection with Shannon, then it doesn't matter if, you know, another guy wants to give her a head scratch or a back massage right. or rubber arms, like, you know, and it's and hold her hand, you know, rubber leg. I mean, it's just like these, these are just moments of us being held moments of us being seen moments mm-hmm. of us being loved that, you know, go far beyond, this, you know, I mean, through this sexual filter that we kind of right. see, you know.
1: I, I just was having the thought, too, about w- within our group, I've started to do this, and I do it even outside of the group, and I've noticed that I've caught people off guard when I uh, go to meet them or say goodbye, I'll kiss them on the lips. Uh-huh. And a couple of times, I it's caught people off, yeah. off guard. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? <laughs> but when you think about it, other cultures, they kiss you on the cheeks, they kiss you on the lips, and it means nothing. Yeah, It really is our culture, our programming that we are injecting this sexual filter, this lens that we're viewing everything through. And I think the more, again, like we were saying, the more awareness we have of it, the more um, in moments when we can have that, the conscious presence of, hey, I'm with this person, but let me get to know them. Let me let me experience them and see who they are. If yeah. we can, you know, kind of spread that those ideas around, I think we could watch a lot of things change and we would really start to make maybe even better decisions about who we decide to, to actually partner with because yeah. we have really a much better understanding of who people really are. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think so many, you know, I think it's even, even more culturally kind of here in Utah because that Mormon culture is you can't have sex till you're married. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's often maybe like a rush mm-hmm. to, to get married. There's mm-hmm. a rush to do that. and and you're, you're getting into these spots before you've really connected, before you've really, Seen that other person fully right. before you really understand that other person fully because, you know, there's even that layer of, oh, you can't connect this way until you're right. married. And so it doesn't even give them the time to to get connected with people. So there are a lot of people that get into these relationships that maybe...
1: Wouldn't right. have been
0: otherwise, you right. know, because, you know, they were kind of the sex was this driving factor for them, you know. They
1: might as well have just tried arranged marriage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe had a better chance. But I think true. when you have those, they I always call them love goggles on. It's really hard to see someone. We just talked about that earlier. And <laughs> then it's kind of like <laughs> my brother would always say, the true salesperson never goes home until about six months into a relationship. <laughs> and so I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. You know, we 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 need to take time to in those instances get to know people a little bit better but outside of that i think what's what we're talking about today is just getting to know people because people are amazing humans are amazing sure. and they have they have so much to offer us and if we can remove that lens of that we view and how we interact with people in that sexual way we have so much more opportunity to learn about ourselves and about just yeah. humans.
0: Yeah, uh, very right. And and you know, something that I've found so much fulfillment in, especially recently, is just kind of helping people. Like what what do they want to do? Is, is there any way that I can help? Can I vision, uh-huh. you know, kind of like what goals do you have? What, you know, what interests do you have beyond, you know, the work that we're doing for money? Like where, uh-huh. you know, what what are you actively trying to create and um, you know, I was very fortunate just the other day, I was telling you this, I, I went out with a friend's wife, we went out and had lunch mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm very fortunate that I have the type of friends and I've established those levels of trust with not only them, but with my own spouse that, you know, I can have those opportunities right. to go out and do that. And I mean, how often, uh, as you know, a guy, do you go out with your friend's wife for lunch, right? right? Like it, Or, you know, you as a girl would go right. out with your friend's husband for lunch and, right. and have that ability to have that trust right. and, uh. And be able to do that. Where in reality, like, I, you know, she's working on some amazing things. Like she's, right. she has this women's, uh, like group that she's building and, you know, it's just like, wow, these are really like, these are cool things that I would love to, if there's any like thing that I can provide, if there's any, any advice I can give, if there's any, you know, skills or just whatever I can lend to help her build the things that she's building. Like I want to help because right. I, I do love her and care for her, you know? And so, you know, again, it's, you know, I, I did check with the husband. I checked with my wife. It was like, you know, it was like I wanted to follow proper procedure cuz I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Right. Where in reality it's just, you know, I I do want to connect with with other people, you know. And right. and that's one area that I mean, that's pretty weird. I mean, it's yeah, I'm I I am so lucky and I am so glad to like I say exist in this way that my relationship with my wife and my relationship with these other friends is in a way that, you know, they feel totally trusting of that having that kind of situation because that's not normal you know that's right. not a normal thing
1: and i hope that my hope is that it could be normal one sure. day that we could have build trust within our relationships with our significant others in a way that we can exchange with other people without be without it being a threat because we can grow so much more that way i mean yeah. how we can exchange ideas we can um learn so much about ourselves. And if we're always viewing everything as it's a threat or, you know, um, it might get in the way or it's cause, you know, it, it just, we miss out on opportunities and, and I'd like to see that change. Yeah.
0: I think that's key that the opportunities, like kind of missed connections, missed opportunities, like things that, you know, because of, of leading with that, leading with that Mm -hmm. filter, leading with that lens, you know, it's just that there, there are, there is so much out there That, you know, I I would say, you know, my primary growth has been, you know, the last, I would say, year and a half, but even more so the last, you know, six or seven months. And, and wow, like at this point, the connections that I have and feel like I'm surrounded, surrounded myself with, I was telling my dad just the other day, I know so many good people. Right. And I just feel like that number just continues to grow and it almost becomes impossible to to manage or to like keep up with that, you know, right. and, so, and to some extent, I do feel like a bad friend sometimes. But I always tell people like, please, it, like, don't ever feel like I'm.
1: Well, don't wait for me. Yeah, exactly. Reach like, out, like, please, if you out. ever feel like right. you want
0: to, like, don't ever feel like me not reaching out is a sign of like me not liking Caring you or, or Yeah, or exactly. Wanting to connect, right? It's just that you know, like, I've been able to now connect with so many good people right. on such a deep level. I just I I'm just so amazed and you know surprised that. That there's this much love and connection out there, but it starts with, you know, l- looking at it from a connection level, right? right. And, and not through this sex level that we have for so right. long. Yeah. Not
1: in it n- on both sides, not coming from a place of fear mm-hmm. either, Ooh, you know, that, as yeah. the person on the other side going, oh, I'm afraid that, you know, that's why they're going into it. But to shift that and go into it thinking, oh, hey, this is, you know, coming from a place of love and yep. desire for connection and understanding. Yep.
0: So, well, any final thoughts? I think this has been tremendous. I've yeah. been wanting to have this uh, <laughs> sexual filter conversation. I know. For quite I feel like we
1: could go on. There's so many layers to yeah. this conversation. I feel like it's a really important one because it. I feel like once we can create more of a consciousness, more of an awareness of of what true connection and vulnerability feels like, we could see our whole world change, but really our communities around us change. And I think the way that we feel filled up within our own relationships with our own spouses or partners and friends would be so different. And we would get to know so many more people if we weren't just walking in the door with those glasses on all of the time. And that was my hope uh, to sum it up is to take the glasses off and just to view someone and get to know them in, in that raw form without any um, expectation, expectation no. whatsoever. Just yep. be there, get to know them, yep. check in.
0: I agree. I love it. Thank you yeah. so much, lady. Yeah, yeah, it's thanks. been an amazing podcast. Hope everyone's enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed creating it.
1: Yeah, thank you. I
0: love, uh, I love you all. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of The Universal Mindset. Please do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with any other people that you believe need to hear it. For this and all other episodes, and to find additional content, please visit theuniversalmindset.com. Thanks again for listening, and I love you all so much.